Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. live from the OPC Pest Services Studio. Time for Middays with Marcus Maben on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Marcus Maben and Steve Rummage. Welcome back. Welcome back to the unofficial ESPN Louisville backslash 93.9 pregame show. It's going to be the last... Well, I don't want to say last. Marcus, you can't start like that. Scratch that. It's going to be the first of an awesome, phenomenal postseason tournament run. Either way, maybe we'll just clip up both. And uh, I'll use the first one, the last, when we do the replay. Or I'll just, you know, you know how Nikki likes to mix up both possibilities. It could be the last unofficial pregame show of the 2022-23 season. Or... It could be the the first of a phenomenal postseason run. Either way it goes, we're here. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break down the Boston College versus Louisville matchup. I believe it's Louisville versus Boston College. Either way, you get the point. They're playing each other. I uh, want to break it down. Like I said, I do enjoy it. Again, uh, outside of the record, I do enjoy the growth. I do enjoy the development. I do enjoy, the, you know, I enjoy the fight. This is no secret. I've always been like that. Um, just enjoying it. But first, I want to take a second before I get into the unofficial pregame show to give a special thanks and welcome to one of the newest members of our team, the Kentuckiana Pump Sales Team. For every home, building, business, or municipality that rely on the movement these pumps provide, Remember, people, the moment you need a water or sewage pump, you should think of Kentuckiana Pump Sales. They're like your first responders or essential personnel. Over 35 years of experience, best service, fairest possible price. 
And it's right over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Go see Harold, good people. Go see Mark. They'll find out exactly what you need. Utility, sump, sewage, effluent, grinder, any type you need. Go to 3303 Industrial Parkway in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Or you can call 812-725-9217. Or simply visit KentuckianaPumps.com. Also, let me stick in one extra plug. Uh, like I said, I know we've in this area been dealing with a lot of inclement weather. And I'm always so proud of, of our new partnerships. Any, you know, any sponsors, again, always reach out to me. But one of our new sponsors that I'm proud of, uh, um, no, they'll do a good job for you, is Citadel Roofing and Construction. And let me uh, brag or let me give you guys a quick little breakdown. Your home is your fortress and your first line of defense is your roof. So if your roof is under attack by either Mother Nature or Father Time, you should be calling Citadel Roofing and Construction. Citadel Roofing and Construction is locally owned and operated, will provide free inspections, estimates, and of course, they'll work with your insurance. Did I also mention their A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau? Probably not. Let Citadel Roofing and Construction protect the roof that protects you by calling 502-219-7964 today. Okay, so now we got the, the 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 partners taken care of. We got Steve is probably getting ready to set himself up, uh, get his you know get his uh, mealtime vittles. He you know he talked about doing good. Unfortunately, isn't it amazing how sick days really kickstart good diets? You either get right with the Lord or get right with your diet after you get really sick. It's like praying to the porcelain god after a rough night you want to clean up <laughs> i know some people are familiar with that some people have no idea what i'm talking about either way it goes we're here to talk about boston college louisville now it's the age-old question you want the good news first or the bad news first and i think if you took a poll there's probably about 78 percent of the world that just says give me the bad first so you can end on a positive note most movies most tv shows most everything is designed around the premise of let me let me take let me let me deal with all the rough stuff first and and then let me maybe that's why in the morning shows or <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding so bad news first Go ahead and roll your eyes. Actually, give me your reactions before I even give you the breakdown. Bad news first. Roll your eyes. There you go. Take a deep breath. Sigh. Do the humph sound. Get it all out of your system because what I'm going to tell you is straight facts. I'm disappointed about this matchup. I am extremely disappointed about this matchup. You know me. You know I like watching game films. I like watching old games. I like watching the last three games a team plays before you play them. I am, I've got no time, no energy to waste with a general public forum to tell you what Boston College has been doing as of late. Go, see, you see what I said, roll your eyes? You see what I'm saying? Because 
Boston College right now. Boston College. Their basketball team. I I watch the games and I say, okay, let me let me let me let me just make sure I go back to the scheduling. Okay. Now this is what I was gonna do. I was just gonna say Boston College has been playing some pretty good basketball. They're one of the hotter teams in the conference. Oh my God, Marcus. There you go. I'm gonna say, well. From the time Boston College beat Louisville, what have they been up to? They lost to Virginia. Boston College beat Clemson. Lost to Syracuse. He wiped the floor of Virginia Tech. He lost to North Carolina State. Then he lost to Pittsburgh. (laughs) Boston, okay, Boston College, Florida State. That was a close one. Boston College busted Florida State. Yeah, okay, right. Okay, this is where it was. This is where it kicked in. Boston College busted Florida State on the road. Boston College busted Virginia at home. Boston College beat Wake Forest, who was who is clamoring for their tournament life. They Boston College beat Wake Forest. Boston College beat Wake Forest at Wake Forest on senior night. It was up big pretty much the whole game. So, yeah. Okay, so they they had it. After they beat us, they dropped about three games, or, or they went they went 500 after they beat us. But, again, when they got to Virginia, they busted Virginia. They busted Florida State. They busted Wake Forest. Um, they lost to Georgia Tech. Now they have Louisville. You watch the games. It, it, you don't have to watch the games. You can take my word for it. They're playing good basketball. Georgia Tech, I thought, was playing good basketball uh, uh, late season. So if you watch the games, you're like, okay, they're going to be a problem for us. Why are they a problem for us? Maturity. First of all, they're mature. We have to ask ourselves, are we going to just say, Go all, go get, I want to be like everybody else and just in the off season, just go get all adults. Because that's what Boston College looks like when you watch them play. It looks like a bunch of mature, mature players. Um, I've watched them down big. Not, not bad an eyelash. Down big, come right back in it, go up big. You won't blow, like they, they won't quit on you. So that's one of the first signs of maturity. How do they handle leads? How do they handle being down? You know, they stick to their script. They stick to their game plan. They stick to their, you know, their fundamentals. You know, that's that's what a mature team does. You watch them play. The 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 respect part of me says they play together and they play hard. They're not the most talented team, but they play hard. You know me, everybody. When I am looking at another team, I listen to how much yelling they do, how much and one yells, how much, uh, how much, you know, just, just, you know, just screaming, just passionate, really passionate play. Um, I guess that's like, to me, that's a telltale sign that you're really engaged in competition in the game. Again, I'm not, I'm not a big gesture guy. The fle- I can handle the flex, the and one flex. Is is about where I draw the line. Like I am not 
a big time three to the dome. No disrespect, Luke Hancock. You know, I am not a big pull the arrow out the out the back satchel and pull, you know shoot the arrow. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm scarred because I had to deal with one of the most irritating people ever to play the sport of basketball. And and some people are going to laugh so hard when they hear this name. And before I say why this person is one of the most irritating people on the planet, it may have scarred me. It may have scarred me. So people just 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 to interrupt cuz like I said sometimes I like to give you personal examples of where my opinions and my thoughts come from. And I know that people live through this with me. So you're going to smile. If you've been watching Louisville basketball for 20, 20 plus years, 20, 25 plus years, you're going to hear this name and you're going to say, oh, God. The person that scarred me from gestures, and I mean post-shot gestures, I'm going to give y'all about 10 seconds to think about it. Who in the late 90s, early 2000s scarred me on making shots and doing a gesture, especially people who are familiar with Conference USA? Do, 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 do. I'm not doing that. You got it. His name was Diego Guevara. <laughs> And somebody right now, text in and tell everybody what Diego Guevara was famous for. <laughs> and and why y'all working that text line, I'll just sit here and I'll continue about, you know, like I said, passionate players. I look for a lot of screaming. I look for a lot of engagement. I look for a lot of other teammates hyping each other up. Other teammates being happy for the success, being thrilled for the success of the teammates. So there was a couple games earlier where I really thought we were turning the corner when I saw J.J. Trainer and Brandon Huntley Hatfield kind of, kind of, you know, getting each other pumped up. And I really thought that, you know, they were going to hit more of a shot. They've hit, they've, they've really improved in a lot of areas and speed and tempo and all these kind of things. But I really thought they were going to start playing a little harder for each other. Um, but of course, uh, Brandon ended up getting injured and, you know, it's just kind of, it's just inconsistent. Uh, we're going to get to the more of the Louisville centric part of it when we, um, when we get to the, the second, the top of the hour or the bottom of the hour. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so enough Texas have came in on, on the Diego Guevara situation. I'm not a big gesture guy. Diego Guevara used to blow kisses to his wife in college. And yes, I did say wife. That man had a wife and two kids in college. And he was probably about 25 out here busting, <laughs> busting everybody. He's another one of them birth certificate babies that I, you, you were saying you were 25. He's probably 33 out here just ripping us to shreds. So anyway. I'm, I'm not a big gesture to the crowd, but I do like the screaming. I do uh, like the and one flexing. I've seen a lot of that out of Boston College early and and that out of adult, you know, really mature players is really, really a dangerous thing. Actually, you know, I wouldn't be too shy about saying I think 
Boston College is like one of those, like if I'm doing my Brandon Lang thing and I'm just like, you know, I'd almost pick them to make a little bit of a run in the ACC tournament. It's just dangerous like that. You know, like I said, um, again, talent level's not great. Another thing about Boston College that I am impressed with, that I am really impressed with. And, and it kind of, it kind of, it made me question a little bit on on how I feel about uh, leadership and in, in, on a team. Big kid's name is Post, uh, Quentin Post, big guy for Boston College. And I want you to think about this really quick too. You see your point guard. You like when your point guard puts the ball under his arm and stands at the top of the key and yells out the play and holds up the one finger and then gets everybody started in the offense. And, you know, every everybody has that guard that you love, Mr. All-Time Leader Guard, right? But let me ask you this. You ever see those teams where the big man's the leader? You ever see those teams where the big man is telling everybody where to go? The big man is setting the picks. The big man is popping out, telling people to cut through. Aren't those teams extremely dangerous and impressive looking? When the big man is telling everybody where to be. When there's a foul and you all, and you have that big 6'11 dude bringing everybody in and, and just kind of, you know, just natural body positioning of the big seven footer. Imagine David Padgett when he really has it going, when he's passing, when he's making all the key plays, when the offense is running through a good passing big man and he's kind of the leader of the team, knows where everybody's supposed to be, knows knows the offense in and out. Doesn't that look really impressive? Or, or would you rather have the point guard? I want you to take a second and think about those two images. Having the big man bringing everybody in, getting the ball in the post, and then sometimes going isolation, beating somebody else's big man and running back down the court and holding up his hands and getting everybody else to participate? Or do you want the point guard just point, you know, pointing everybody around? Again, I don't guess there's a right answer, but I think the big man leader does not get enough credit you know, because they say, you know, oh, you know, the game's changing. The big man, I, was, I don't know. I watched Boston College, and when you can throw it to a big man on a block and your fans can watch your center two dribble, jump hook left or right and get a bucket, just get, you know, not a bunch of complicated offense, just go to the big man, watch him. I think that's what hurt us so bad in the Michigan uh, Coach Patino's last game in Michigan. When we watched – Man, I need Steven here for I can't think of that kid's name. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. When we watched that big boy, oh, I can't think of his name, uh, for Michigan just tear us up in the post, it's a deflating feeling. When you're trying to make a comeback, and Wagner, Wagner is his name. Yes, that's his name. When they just put it on the post against us and just pounded it in the paint. He just worked our big man. And if you try to double, they pass out the out the double. It's oh God. I'd I'd rather see I'd rather see a team run a bunch of plays and just out scheme us than watch a big man just 
deal with us and then run down the court and just go big man and just bully our big man. Oh, it's just such a helpless feeling when we get bullied by a big man. Point being, I was really impressed with the way Boston College's big man kind of kind of points and directs a lot of traffic. Again, not the most athletic guy, has a very nice jump hook and 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 abuses you. And when I what I mean is abuses you, he physically in the post is going to put you in a ice bath after the game. So so at the end of the game, you know you've been playing against him. He's just kind of kind of just a fundamentally impressive big guy for Boston College. I think that's where it starts. Maturity of the team is the is the matchup part of it that, you know, of course bothers me. Just, you know, I'm just not the type not necessarily the type I know how much of an advantage the mature uh, uh, Langford and Zachary in five years make such a difference when you are just learning how to play the style of basketball that you're. And I'm I'm saying just learning, not like this is day one. You've you've had a season, so it's not like I'm I'm saying. You don't you you don't know how to play a system. You know how to play your system, but this, your system has so many angles and tricks and tricks of the craft, and you know it's just it, it it's just so, so much little stuff you can learn how to get the calls from a ref. Know what's a charge and what's not a charge in this style. You know it, it's just it's just so different to watch these guys. If you watch the um. If you go back and watch, watch a ten minute, you know, a ten minute clip of last year's style versus this year's style. You could just, you, you know, you just see the kind of difference. Joke again. I enjoy it. I appreciate it. I hate the record. I hate the sw- the swoons. Uh, uh, I don't want to say swoons. I hate the lulls. You know that cost you the game eventually. Most games, but I do enjoy when they really get the offense clicking and really get a good shot out of out of being, you know, sharing the ball and kind of playing for each other. So still want to keep it uh, a little Boston College uh, centric. You know, it's 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 another thing. They got uh, CJ Pena. And I don't I don't know. I don't know how it sounds. So I'm always gentle about about doing the foreign player it's already more mature of a player. <laughs> you know, you, you you just got the you got the European slash foreign vibe to their their big men game. And I'm not saying Quinn Post is foreign, but just they just have such a tough European style game. Uh, uh when you watch them. Uh Zachary again, point guard, very mature. They're playing really, really confident. They have a good combination of of physical guys. And, you know, smart, like, listen, ideal point guards, it's your, it's your debate on, do you go get Christian Cunningham or do you go get, you know, uh, 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 Monty Bates, you know, you, uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like I say it every year, you know, when, when you have Quentin Snyder going against, uh, uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox or something. It's just like, no, there's just something to be said about your 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 older guys taking care of the basketball and they can be effective, but the ceiling 
is always so much lower with your just your your mature undersized guys because if they had the ceilings like the young guys got, they would already be in the league or they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't necessarily be you know be hanging around or you would already be the favorite and you'd be watching the game just hoping not to get upset. So yeah, maturity and physicality and and patience are like the three things that I just they make me cringe when I think about the matchup uh, 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 versus Boston College. Um, advantages. Advantages. The advantage that I knew we would have or, or I, I felt like we would be able to take advantage of uh, a lot more this season is we have we have some length that can bother them. They got a big man. We got a lot of length at the other positions. They're stronger but we are a lot longer with that. And we are playing a lot more confident. Um, we haven't been in, in a tournament environment. Also, it you know, it it's, says a lot that it says a lot about the Boston College team on what they've been doing on the road. So they haven't been just doing it at home. You know, they've been doing it on the road as of late. And when I say late, last four or five games, they're just playing good basketball. Um, it was funny. Um, I, I think Steve brought it up. I don't know if he brought it up on the show yesterday. Or or were we just talking? But the point's still kind of solid here. Like when you look at the Virginia game and the points you put up, and 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 the way we've played Virginia in the last, you know, in the last two games. You know, of course, you got your 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 tough spurt with Virginia, but we have played Virginia. What are we? Seventeen? What was the record? Seventeen and two, seventeen and three, or three and seventeen since joining the ACC against Virginia. They're just kind of a thorn, but it's like we've had, we've really like we've really the style Virginia plays. I think we add some pieces, and that's one of our. You know, you know, every new coach has a couple of teams that was the previous. Coaches thorn in the side. It would not surprise me if moving forward, you know, Coach Payne just has a little something for the Virginia style. Uh, with that being said, I'm really curious to see how much improvement because uh, uh, I'm going to do the Boston College. Go go back and look. That's usually one of the last ones I review. You go back and look at the previous game, like I said, because a, a lot of times these are two different teams. I watched, um, I watched Virginia play Boston College. Uh, watched Louisville. I rewatched the Louisville Boston College game, and like I said, outside of the bad, you know, it's probably it was probably four, three minutes, three minutes, three to five, three to four minutes. Where it was just some really, really bad possessions, really bad, you know, focus, you know, a couple switches blown, you know, just three or four minutes. And that could have been like, you know, just a lineup that gets off kilter. Either way, you just, you know, it's the let go of the rope moments that end up, you know, costing your game. But then when you go back and look at the game, you know, when you watch the game, it was when you watch the Virginia game live, it was. They were up twelve, you know, twelve to to twelve to sixteen. We didn't have a chance. But you watch it, and you're just like, Virginia didn't stop playing. And the second half, pretty much, you you had the effort to play even. Mike James was not hot. Listen, these these uh, 
uh, games that Mike James has been having as of late, they're not fluky. They're not fluky. He's adding one extra move or one extra, okay, uh, uh, I'm just making kind of a hypothetical list, you know, sometimes. Okay, Mike James started driving hard, you know, first step. Mike James, you know, it went from stepping out of bounds to cleaning that up to first step when the ball's on the way, knowing what he was going to do when the ball got there. It goes from he got a call. He got a call go against him boxing out, and it's exactly what the coaches teach you to do. Um, He looked around, found a guy that wasn't being boxed out, and he just ran and just really – Really hip checked them, you know, really good. The guy did a good job of falling, but it was a great job. It was a great thing. It's what your coach asked you to do. Fundamentally sound. I mean, Mike James is playing. I don't mean to get this into the Mike James center category. I'm, 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 I'm still trying to keep it Boston College, you know, overall, but I'm kind of just laying out some of the advantages we might have as a team. Our aggression level at at some of these other positions are like 10 times better. Actually, the Boston College game was, I think, the first game I started seeing Jalen Withers do the, the second effort, the third effort. You know, just something like a noticeable extra effort he was putting in, just just, just deciding, hey, you know, it, 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 and to me, it felt like it was one of those talks. Now, I, I don't know about this. I'm not... This is not insider information. This is just me monitoring the way somebody play. If somebody looks like they got a, a, a fire lit on them, under them, it's usually one of those conversations where it's like, hey, you got 10 games left. Not like a threat. You know, not, not like you got 10 games left to, you know, like I'm going to move you out here and say, hey, you got 10 games left to show me that this is where you need to be. Not where you want to be. This is where you need to be. Because at the end of the season, I'm going to tell you where you probably need to be versus, you know, going through another year of letting you try to figure out. So, to me, Jalen Willis has really put forth a lot of extra effort in the little areas. And like I said, I think it really started with Boston College. So, I think this team overall is playing with a much, much better energy Boston College has been playing more confident, but this team has been playing with a lot better energy, a lot better passion. So, you know, rubber meets the road. We'll see, you know, how that goes down. Um, but I think, again, our newfound attack level, our, our attention to detail on the, on the defensive switches, because, listen, Boston College has a couple sets. You know, they're going to they're gonna put us in a situation to be – Confused once or twice, and 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 like I said, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to really talk through some, through some things. You know, it's a smart team, but I do think the aggression level, intensity level of this team is a lot different than it was before. So I'm looking forward to that. So looking forward to that. Um, um, I tell you what, that's kind of gonna do it for the Boston College side of it. I know it's it's, it's always hard not to you know to get sidetracked into the Louisville centric part of it, but 
being that this could possibly be the last game. Again, I, I want to enjoy the details, the, the the Peyton Manning level details of my college basketball team and program. Like I said, we could be it's gonna be the last time you see some of these guys on your team, so you just might as well enjoy a little bit of it. We'll take a uh, last commercial break. Middays with Marcus Maven, or we'll call this the unofficial ESPN Louisville backslash 93.9 pregame show on 93.9 DeVille. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. To the unofficial ESPN Louisville slash 93.9 pregame show. I, I, I hesitated for a second because I didn't know if I was just going to call it Middays with Marcus Mabin and and the unofficial pregame version or what. But either way, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little excited about it. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. It's still a tournament. We're still in until we're not in. So listen. Eh, it's just something you got to deal with. When you deal with Marcus Maven on the radio, he's going to be excited. He's going to be optimistic. Deal with it or enjoy it with me. And we'll be disappointed together afterwards. And we'll get ourselves out of the mud and bounce right back. But while I'm getting all heated in the studio, let me take a second to remind everybody that temperature control is and always will be one of the most valuable resources one could have. And if you agree with that sentiment, then DFH DFH Company is most certainly the company for you. Simply dial 968-6222 or you can look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Make sure you look into the Mitsubishi Mini Split like the one we use here at the 93.9 Studios for that hard to heat, hard to cool room in your home. Again, 968-6222 or you can look them up online at dfhcompany.com first and foremost team centric what do I want to see what's the feeling I have this is a mature team pregame speech let them know it's a mature team let them know I want to see you guys concentrate and play a mature level of basketball and go all out and how do you make people go all out? You say, everybody's going to play. And if anybody is loafing for one play, you're coming out. Coach, you've developed individuals. You've developed, listen, we have, a, we have much individual development. We have systematic style. The passing, they know what they're supposed to do now. If they do it, they do it. If they don't, Snatch them out, but let everybody play. Let everybody go all out again. I'd hide. I'd still. I'd still. I'd still be so patient with Emmanuel Okor for. I'd still be patient with him. Like I said, just I love his energy. I want his energy. I don't think it go bad. But this late in the season, 
people are just running too many sets. And I, like I said, he doesn't have enough scout reports under his belt for them to, you know, to get the right switches and stuff like that. But outside of that, everybody else has been in a full year of scouting reports. You've been in a full year of everything. If I see a loafing play, I, this is no owe anybody anything. Everybody, get, Everybody's on the table to play. I want to see Fabio out there. I want to see Devaree out there. I want to see the most intense defensive effort that we have seen this year. I am looking forward to a a, a just a full roster of a all. And again, I'm saying it like a. I want to see if you we can get our guys to just go all out one night. Go all go all out. Go. Oh, I'm talking about on the rebounding. I'm talking about on the running. I'm talking about on the dunking. Can we have a all-out pressure? You know, harass your man until you're tired. Just a full game where everybody just says, "Hey, not today, not today." Hey, our season's supposed to be over. You know, everybody's you know can't wait for the you know the snarkiness and all that good stuff. Man, just just irritate. I want this team to irritate this fan base one more day. And and, and listen, and I'm going to enjoy it as much as anybody for every game they win and just irritate everybody. I'd like to see that. This again, that's my ideal scenario. Coaches get them to just to go all out. Like I said, we can correct the mistakes, but they have to be playing with their hair on fire. You know, uh, from the beginning. That's what I'd like to see. That'll be the funnest, you know, uh, uh, um, result. Um, it's I almost brought turned uh, earlier segment into a Mike James segment, but here's what I want to do. I'll, I'll put I'll put Mike James and Kamari Lands to the side because against the real deal competition and real deal plays. And real deal, you know, real deal, pivotal moments. I really enjoy watching those those guys on the court. I enjoy watching them try to push up, you know, closer on defense and get burnt and get yelled at. You can kind of tell that, you know, they're being coached harder because they're giving the effort. It's, it's the what is it? Is the if, uh, uh, <laughs> you take one step towards guy, he takes two, or yeah, I'm probably standing backwards. Steve's probably holding his temple right now, <laughs> wherever he is. But you get the point. You show the effort. I'll do more. I'll give you more effort out of me if you show me you're you're trying to get somewhere. I'll help you uh, uh, accomplish your dreams. It's kind of been one of the early uh, uh, Coach Payne mantras, if you will. Um, so Kamari lands Mike James. I'm pretty confident I'll get the most consistency out of out of what they do now does that mean scoring a bunch no it, it, it'll see you'll be able to tell they're engaged in the game plan and if they're not well Kamari Lance has some he has some really lousy moments sometimes but um overall I think he's like like I said he's trying to teach himself how to uh play with an extended effort so you know you know generally you know I, I don't think we Win or lose because of them. I, I just think they're, you know, really in learning mode. Now, now, L. Ellis and Jalen Withers, they're kind of in that second tier of, I know what I'm going to get 
we're gonna they're in the tier of I know what I'm gonna get with them and it's up to them on if it works or not. I know the moves that Jalen's gonna make. I know the opportunities. I know the shots he's going to have available to him. Is he gonna make the right play or not? Is he gonna hit the shot or not? Their, you know, their play is going to affect if a, a lot more if we win the game. Jalen Withers, are you gonna draw free throws? Are you gonna hit your free throws? Are you, you know, it's, it's L. Ellis. Are you gonna fall on the ground? Are you gonna finish? Are you gonna, you know, are you gonna, uh, are you going to take your defensive rebounding serious? You know, it's it's the little things that make those guys have good games. It's not the scoring that makes them have good games. It's the smart decisions. It's the strong with the ball. It's the staying on your feet and valuing the ball that makes the difference and they have uh, incredible games. We saw it. They, they come out. You know, you take the defense. You, you take pride in keeping your man off the boards. You end up playing better on the offensive end. It's just, it, it's a long time, long it's an idea. It's the hardest thing to get a kid to learn, but it's, it holds true. You you focus on scoring, you're going to play bad. Like I said, there's very few people that can focus on scoring and play good in, in, in this sport. Jalen, L, I think you'll be able to see pretty early if they're in the mood to have their season over with. Are they in the mood to extend it? Are they in the mood to, you know, feel sorry for themselves one more time? You know, all are possibilities. Or they, like I said, or they can just, you know, hey, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's put it, let's put a good, you know, put a good game together into the year. So yeah, so Jalen Withers and and L. Ellis are kind of in that other category. They, I know they know the right things to do. Will they do it? Will they execute? There, I'll put them in a box and put them, you know, to the side on, you know, on consistent things. Um, and, you know, if we get behind because of Curry's play, if Curry gets stuck in pick and rolls, if Curry, you know, gets his opportunities to finish and doesn't finish, and you know, if 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 the coach allows Curry to show poor energy and effort out there. That's one of those strikes. I'm just going to, Coach, you got to wear this one. You got to wear a Marcus Maben demerit. Because <laughs> I, listen, and, and it's great when you listen to Nolan Smith talk about being on the coaching staff. They have their disagreements and they disagree and they get it out and, they, and they're right back to the drawing board. You know, at the end of the day, I said it. This is how I feel. I'm not married to to being right or wrong. It's just this is how I feel on this one, um, which is a, which is a great trait to not be married to one, you know, idea, <laughs> and, and never want to hear the other party's <clears throat> ideas. But yeah, I am I am on the if I'm on the bench, I'm saying, Coach, if you let if you let. Sidney Curry bring down the energy of this team. You're doing the entire team a disservice. Between Sidney Curry, um, Sidney Curry, I, I just I wouldn't give him that as much of an opportunity if he didn't come out like the most aggressive person on the court. And I'm looking at him. How does he? How does he work after the first miss? 
If he gives up a bucket after his first miss, I'm I'm really pulling him. Um, it's just like I said, my eye, my eyes are just drawn to his his lack of enthusiasm and and uh, just his cutting, you know, just his his cutting, his movement. It's just you know, my eyes just it's a sore spot for me. So yeah, I'm I'm going to sit Sidney Curry right up there by coach and. His his substitution pattern, my arms will be folded. I'll be honest with that. Um, so that's Sidney Curry, you know, kind of for what I'll be looking for with him. Um, next up is the now. Here's the one. Now this is the one that could that could. I don't want to say it could make everybody go crazy, but it's here's the thing. I think we know when we watch Fabio. We know what he's supposed to do. We know, we know what Coach Payne hates when he does. You know, when he when he's not in control of the, the offense as a point guard, we know that stuff. But we root for him. We root for him to look good. Um, I went back and watched the Virginia game. Devin Reed kind of knows. I, I see him kind of pointing guys around. So, you know, when guys are pointing other guys around, he kind of knows what he's doing. First open chance, he gets a, a good look. He shoots it. Coach wants those guys to kind of earn earn their their way up the ladder, earn their keep. I know fans, like we just want to see, you know, a lot of times shiny new toys. That wave of guys, the the Fabio, the Devin Ree, the the um Hersey. I mean, just you know, just the body of the team, you know, that can come in to spark. Who's going to be a spark guy? The JJ. Sorry about that. The JJ, first and foremost. I don't know if my expectations are too high for JJ on the energy side of it. You know, I I don't want to just say a dunk makes him look energetic, but I would, I do, I would like to see. Okay. I want to rephrase this. JJ Trainer, when he jogs on a court, it's noticeable. When JJ Trainer sprints with high intensity, it's noticeable. My expectations are to see him play with intensity. He does not play with the intensity I would need him to play with. And this is being one of the last opportunities to kind of show how much you've grown as a player it's a big opportunity for JJ like like I said don't make this your last opportunity and don't leave people with a another we're going to be waiting to hope and see JJ trainer needs to leave this fan base with a feeling that he gave it you know he really just you know, maybe a, a late blossomer, but he left it on the court. Like, I think his, what's the word? J.J. looks so much like a case study under under Kenny Payne that I think it would do wonders for the staff. I think it would do wonders for J.J. Trainer. Just just, just overall, just even, even if you look back, not even moving forward, looking back on the season, if J.J. Trainer plays intense, 
If J.J. Turner plays fast, even when he's not getting the ball, if he if he sprints as hard as anybody on the court, whether he's getting the ball or not, if he's in a, a defensive stance to help, to help block, to help rebound, if he plays at a at a frenetic pace by the end of the year, now the narrative media bullies, local bullies will not appreciate this. They won't acknowledge this. But anybody else would say, you know, coach actually got J.J. to do what no coaches have been able to do outside of (laughs) Boo Brewer, you know, is actually get him really, really going and and understanding his, you know, and I don't want to say potential anymore understanding his effectiveness on a basketball court and re- and elevating it intensity-wise, attitude-wise. Um, not moving forward. Yeah, to this, I want this game to be more about, J.J., how far have you come? Now, now, now if, you, if you look sluggish, if you look not confident, if you're out there getting pushed around, then it's going to be, hey, you didn't come as far along as we thought uh, mentally. And you just kind of got a couple of new toys, you know. You realize you could jump a little bit, and you know, like I said, it, it'll be a, it'll be a disappointing dismount if JJ doesn't have a high energy game. High energy does not mean the scoring. It's not about hitting the three pointers. It's 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 making it's making people notice you on a court, making your presence known uh, 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 to the competitors, to the competitors, to the fans. Like let them let the people know, yeah, you can affect a, a, a basketball court, and you've come a long way. So yeah, my JJ trainer is kind of an individual. I was gonna kind of lump him in with the body part of the team, but I'll I'll kind of stick JJ trainer in the individual big picture of the season. If he has a good if he has a good dismount to the end of the season, I think it'll just give a lot of confidence for him. You know, just for him in life and just the coaching staff and all that good stuff. They'd be they'd be They'd want to pat themselves on the back if J.J. had a, a good tournament showing appearance. With a win. With a win. Yeah, there is no there is no he played good. Like, nobody's going to get any credit for individually playing good. I promise you that. That's one thing I will say. I, I hope I'm not the individual guy played so-and-so. I'm not going to care. You will be evaluated. Tournament time. Win or lose. Actually, actually, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll put this one on the staff too. Just like, yeah, this is not a win or get better game. <laughs> look, look, this will be my first I'm not doing the win or get better coach game. Cause we can all be psychopaths in tournament time. We look, we don't have to be good friend, uh good fans <laughs> in the tournament. You know what? That I think that might be my new rule. I don't have to be a good fan on tournament games uh, after games. Now, look, if I did a post-game show after a tournament game, I I think that would be the only time that I couldn't block somebody no matter what. (laughs) Now, listen, the next morning, after you lose a tournament game, the next morning I might be like, come on. Listen, I might might let Ethan Moore go (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> go crazy on the coaching staff for at least one night <laughs> about the game 
about the game, not the season, the game. Tournament game, you can yell and you can be mad and you can point out everything negative of the of the game. Now, if you try to go back to the whole season, then I'm going to like, okay, that's enough of that. But you get the point. I'm, I'll be a little more free-spirited. Um, I'll be a, a – actually, I'll be much more lenient on the angry fan after the tournament loss. Because, yeah, I, I'm – again, I'm going to come into this game laughing because the point of this is to let it all out in the tournament. Cause a problem, irritate some fans – Put on a good performance, you know. Like, like I said, let let some of my guys show me that you guys can lock in, lock in on a tournament game, lock in on the. I don't want to see the wide open layups. I don't want to see the arms flailing in the air. I don't want to see the communication. It was your fault. It was my fault. I want to see intense. Take the ball out of if they score. Take the ball out of bounds. It's over. You can talk about it during the timeout later on. Don't. I don't want to see the on the court back and forth. That was your man. I said switch. You were supposed to switch. What are you doing? Um, last game, I saw a couple of those with uh, with with L and Brandon, and it, it's it's always so unfortunate that you have the snapshot of them barking at each other, but you don't show the the ten other clips where they fixed the switch how much they started yelling at each other or yelling for each other to switch, how much they started calling it out. You know, it's just like you, you, you wish people saw more of the improvements in game, the, 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 you know, the working together, but it is what it is. Sometimes the sport doesn't let you uh, show your, put your best foot forward when it comes to, you know, having conversations about it. But I did see it. I was really proud of the adjustments they made in the Virginia game. Uh, um, in the in the nerdy details, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm look and I'm looking for Brandon, and I'm looking for Brandon. Brandon, go have a game. That's what we got you here for. You know what? Nobody will be mad at you, Brandon, if you go get twenty. Listen, if you go get Brandon, if you go out there and get twenty one, and if you go, I'm gonna say 21. Brandon, if you go get 17 and 11, Brandon, you're a good free throw shooter. Go get fouled. Go get the rebound. Get fouled. Get fouled multiple times. Go get rebounds. Get fouled. And listen, when everybody sits there and says, "Why was he doing that the whole year?" I am going to, I am going to defend you. With all my might, that it was just now coming together. <laughs> and I won't let anybody say anything negative about the season you had if you just show up for this Boston College game and tear that Quincy, uh, not, uh, uh, it's not Quincy, Quincy Post. I think it might be Quincy Post. I don't know. It's a cute name. If you go tear post up tonight and get it and get us a win, <laughs> your name is is back good on these streets, on these 939 streets, on these midnight streets, on these morning streets, all the streets you can get a, a clean pass on, Brandon, if you just go show up, tear them up and go be a superstar. <laughs> that would be such an ideal fun scenario. Well, that's going to do it. I think I went a little bit over the time limit. Well, that's going to do it for the unofficial, unofficial ESPN 
slash 93.9 pre-show on 93.9 The Ville.